Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Uh, my name is Brother Solomon Igosangwa Shibairo. By the grace of God, I'm born again, and I'm an elder in church. My church is called, is a Crisco Fellowship, and our local church is a city church. We are located in the northwest part of the city of Nairobi. This morning, uh, I want to share the word of God and then we will go to prayer session just before you go to work. Um, may we pray. Our Father in heaven, we come before you this morning. Father, we ask you to come in our heart. Lord God, may you forgive us our sins. You know we are sinners. And oh God, we just ask for mercy from you. We pray this morning, may you reveal yourself in our hearts. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. Uh, the title of my topic is The Grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. With special emphasis on the ministers. Now, um, my the Bible leading verse we are going to learn tonight, I want us to quickly open there, is First Timothy 12 to 17. Maybe in life you have ever always wondered why did God decide to reveal to you whom he is and probably not to another person that you know. There are very many people who live what you may call an easy life in sin. They seem to thrive there quite a lot. Yet you know obviously it's not your life. If you try it, you'll injure yourself. God wanted you to be something else, to serve him. Why you? We may not have the answers, but today I just want to demonstrate that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is quite long, quite wide and too high for even us to imagine. Now the verse I'm going to use is the one which Timothy wrote in his book. Paul wrote when he was writing to Timothy, sorry. And uh, essentially, uh, this kind of verse is used for ministers. What some Piper commentations say, uh, it's pastoral uh, part of the Bible because addressing people who are in the ministry. So let's read. I thank Christ Jesus. We are reading from verse 12 to 17. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me faithful, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly 
along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trust was saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I'm the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, Paul begins this section of the Bible by thanking God for putting him in ministry. It really teaches us the reality which we have learned all the way from Ephesians 4, 11, 12, which is guiding us that it is the Lord who actually appoints leaders. When we find that it says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So whoever appointed you or me or any other leader in the Bible, it is God himself for the perfecting of the church. So you thank God, he saw in us something or in you, my sister, we serving him. Maybe as an evangelist, as a pastor or a prophet, he saw something in you and he decided to give you for a purpose, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. It's an honor. So where we are as leaders, God has honored us. It is something we need to recognize. We also learn here that this honor, and the reason why we should thank God twice, that Christ chose you, not when you are perfect. He chose us, and in the case of Paul, even though he was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and belief. We can all identify with Paul. God chose us when we were deep in sin. Paul may have been a blasphemer and a persecutor, but you and me, everyone knows what we were in. We were liars, some were murderers, some were fornicators, some were just terrible people. But God saw something in you, and by his mercy, he called us to serve him. He called me to be a teacher, he called me to be a pastor, to be an elder. It is not because I was doing something beautiful outside there that he came and picked me. And you know one thing, the reality is that we are not yet even perfect. We are still sinners. Yet, even in sin, God has chosen us in this little sin to serve him. What an act. Because if God were to judge us, we would not even finish our day on this earth. 
is that wide, is that big. I'm not saying you live in sin as a leader because you're beyond mercy. No, not mistake me. We must live holy lives. We must live lives that are righteous before God. But as because we are flesh and blood, we are prone to sin. Maybe it's laziness. Maybe it's too much talk, envy, and all that kind of thing. But God is merciful. Let's not forget that. One is because we act in ignorance and sometimes in unbelief. But God will start to use those kinds of weak vessels. Now, God chose us because we did this in ignorance. During that time, as we read in verse 14, the grace of our Lord was poured up on us, on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. So as much as you have seen us, the other point we get here is that the grace of God, that mercy of God, that extreme mercy of God, was exceedingly abundantly poured on us together with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. God lavishly, even though you are sinners, though we are blasphemers, persecutors, liars, he was lavishly showed us or poured on us his grace. Can you imagine that? Even in sin, God just gave us his grace, his mercy, together with love and Christ Jesus. We did in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Imagine God died for you and me when you are deep in sin, when he knew very well we are rebellious people, we are not fit to be anywhere near him, yet he lavishly poured his grace on you. My sister, knowing that, what are you waiting? Put your life in Christ. Become his servant. He's that gracious. God will not look into your past and judge you and pour you down. He gives you second chance and sometimes even third chance and so on. That's how deep God's love is. If you are human, of course he would judge you and crush you. You don't even spend a day on this earth. But because God, Jesus, is so merciful, he poured out to us his grace together with faith and love. And here is a trustworthy saying that Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's what Paul was saying, of whom I'm chief. The purpose of Christ on earth was not for the righteous. We read in Matthew 19, 13. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy. 
that Jesus is saying, not sacrifice. For I have come not for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This is why you could get sometimes Jesus dining with sinners. He said he has done all things in this earth. Even what I mean is he identified with sinners, with the people who are in trouble. Not to do their act, but he may serve some in the process, befriend them, and teach the word of God to them. So Christ Jesus came into this world to save me. Me, a sinner. You, a sinner. Imagine that. For this reason, I obtained mercy. Paul said that in me, first Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. That's New King James Version. While uh, NIV says, Christ Jesus might display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Yes, Christ was doing this an example to us. He showed this unlimited patience. And New King James says, long suffering as an example for us in the whole bible we have seen how god lavishly loves us and we need to emulate this example he cared for the poor he healed the blind he healed the sick you can read john 9 1 to 7 he welcomed little children in matthew 19 13 to 14 meaning he loved all whether old, whether adult, with children, Jesus loved us all. Jesus loved us all. And forgave those who crucified him. We can read Luke 23:34. This is a powerful example. Can you imagine? There are very few places in the Bible where people forgave those who crucified him, who was killing them. And a good example is Luke 23:34. We are told 23:34. Luke 23:34. Please open up with me. Uh, this is when Jesus had just been crucified. He says, "Father, forgive them." For they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. So he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. When he was being crucified, those guys who are actually working on Jesus to crucify him, he decided to forgive him. And God wants us to emulate this love. There are men and women in the Bible who have emulated this love. A good example is Steve, Stephen, in the Bible, who was being stoned because of the way. Stephen of the Bible, 
who was being stoned and while Paul was just watching in the Bible, he gives a good example of what believers should do. We must emulate Christ. Mm. Yes, we read this in Stephen in, in Acts chapter 6, verse 8 onwards. <clears throat> so you can read that when you have your time and read what happened to Stephen. To Stephen, he had to die in the hands of uh, Paul. Yet Stephen, just like an example, uh, we it's concluded again in um, Acts chapter seven, verse fifty-four, with the stoning of Stephen. Uh, while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, "Lord Jesus, receive my spirit." Then he fell to his knees. And he said, Lord, do not hold this sin against him. When he had said this, he fell asleep. And therefore he forgave. This was a good example that we need to emulate. I find it tricky on many Christians. They don't find it easy to forgive. Someone wronged you many years ago and you keep it in your heart. Sometimes you may not verbalize it, but you act it. You act it. You remember the things they did. Maybe you demean the person in your heart. You don't even greet them. Christ says you need to forgive. Elsewhere we learn that you may need to forgive seven times, 70 times a day. Meaning we don't have to hold anything against anyone. So Paul concludes by saying, Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible to God, who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. We need to honor God for this. We need to love God for this. So what have we learned today? In summary, that your God has chosen you into the ministry. It's not you, not mankind. Yes, human beings may have done so, but they are doing it because God wanted you to. Two, he did not choose you because you are perfect. You, you are a sinner, a blasphemer. In that very sinful nature, God saw you. Three, he, when he, even though you are that sinner, he poured on you his love lavishly. Together with the faith and love, he poured his grace on you just abundantly. Then four, we are learning that Christ came into this world to save sinners of whom you and me are the chief, just like Paul was. So that's four. Five, Christ Jesus, we obtained this mercy so that we might, we might display this unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe in him. He showed us this mercy so that we can show mercy to others too. And we can do it in several ways. By taking care of the poor, by healing the sick, by providing for others, by loving humanity, just like Jesus loved us. 
by loving children and even forgiving those who hurt us. So today, as we go out, may we act, may we walk, may we walk in the way Christ wanted us to be. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we come before you this morning. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your love, O oh God. Jesus, we thank you for your grace. Oh, that much grace. You called me when I was a sinner. You called my sister when she was a sinner. Not when we were perfect. We were people lost in the world. Yet you died for us. You sent your own son, Jesus Christ, to die for me, Lord God, and removed me from sin. You actually lifted me from death. God, I want to thank you for dying for me. I want to thank you for choosing me. I want to thank you for appointing me. Thank you for appointing me to an early church. God, it's not because I deserved, but because you had mercy on me that I may serve you, God. Not because I was perfect, but you go it so it fit, O oh Lord, that I serve you. God, thank you for that. Thank you for the appointment. Thank you for choosing me. I know many out there, Papa, are blind. They do not see who you are. Their eyes have been locked, yet you open mine to see you, God. So I thank you for Lord, I bless you. Lord, I worship you. You are worthy to be blessed. Thank you, Lord, for your abundant grace, which you lavishly poured on me, together with faith and love. God, thank you for pouring your love onto me. Thank you, Lord God, for saving me, even though I was a sinner. Not because I was perfect. Papa, you had mercy on me, and I just want to thank you. Thank you that you saw me fit to be your child. Not because I was perfect. Not because I was holy. God, you just loved me. You just loved me. You say in your word, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believeth in him will not perish but have eternal life. God, what a kind of life is this where you send your own even though they had not done wrong, even though you had not sinned yourself, but you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die in my place, where I was meant to be destroyed by the devil. God, you poured out your love to me. To me, a sinner. God, what a wonderful love. What a wonderful love in my life. What a wonderful way of caring. Lord, you did this. You have said, oh, Father, you endured abuse. You endured, you endured ridicule. You endured long-suffering, Jesus Christ, for my sake, for our sake. God, you did this as an example that we may also do similar things to those in need, pray or work for the sick. If anybody who is sick, then we may need to take them to hospital, provide for their medication, and more important, pray for them to be healed in Jesus' name. You showed us an example to love all, the young, the old, the women, the men. You do not choose between gender. You do not choose between race. You do not choose between age. 
God will have us all. What a mighty God. What kind of Lord is this? Oh, how we love you. How we bless you. How we worship you. Jesus, you have lavished on us much love. You expect us to show love to our neighbors. God, your greatest commandment that we should love you with all our heart, with all our soul. And yet, the second is like it, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. God, may I love you. May I learn to love my neighbor. May I love to learn my neighbor, oh God. God, forgive us for hating our neighbors. Forgive us for hating that creation that you made in your image. God, it's not right. But allow us to meditate, to remember the kind of love you have lavished on us. May we emulate it. May we show to those who need love. God, remember me. Remember me. Remember me as sinner. May I show and portray your example. May we be givers for your cause, O God. Not only for the gospel, but even give food to the destitute. Turn our hearts that we do it. May we take care of the orphans. There are many children out there who are orphans, yet they need love, they need food, they need shelter. Remember them, we pray. Father, there are also widows and widowers there who need love from other human beings. They spend long and long hours alone. Father, we pray that we may be able to show love to them. Teach us how. God, we now subscribe all love to you, Lord, our Papa. We give you honor. We give you glory. We magnify your name. You are worthy to be blessed. You are worthy to be worshipped. You are worthy to be magnified. You deserve it, oh Lord God. How we bless you. How we worship you. Thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Now, before we close, May we pray for us as we go to our daily chores. Father, I want to thank you for this beautiful day, the day of the Lord. Lord, we want to thank you for one thing, that uh, in the last few weeks, we have been crying for rains, and you have such sent such much grain all over the country that the nation is receiving rain. The question of drought will soon go away. Father, we thank you because, because of your love, you heard our prayer. And out of nowhere, you have sent rain. There will be quite some harvest in the country. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your kindness. Papa, we pray today, you may remember the nation too, in the issue of insecurity, particularly in Tano. May you give the security organs wisdom. May you give them, oh God, strategy, that they, oh God, they may remove a crime, not only from the city, of Nairobi, but also even in the village area. Papa, we pray for your children. Are they able to go to work to earn a living? May you open doors, doors of employment, where my brother and sister wish to be employed. Father, remember them. You need to provide them for shelter, for food and nutrition security. We love you, Jesus. We worship you. Papa, there are those who are in prison. For one reason or the other, may you stand with them, oh Father. May you show them love. May you show them protection. They are your children, oh God. For such you died, dear Jesus. There are those who are unwell. 
Lord, today may you remember the sick. Your heart says you forgive our sins and heal our diseases. God, what a wonderful God. What a wonderful Lord. Thank you for the healing power. Thank you for the healing power. Again, you say, God, by your stripes we are healed. You took our infirmities and healed our diseases. We thank you for the healing power. Father, may you provide for the needy, for the orphan, for the widow. Today they are wondering where to get bread. God, remember them. Just like you remember the ravens. Just like you remember the lilies. May you remember your people. Do not allow them to die. But may they live to declare the works of God. Remember the young, especially. They have a long time to serve you. Father, we love you, bless you, worship you. We are praying again today. May you remember even those who are neighbors, those who are our relatives. May they accept Christ in their love today, we pray. May they accept Christ. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for delivering in bondage. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, how I bless you. How I worship you. Receive the adoration. God, you are sovereign. God, you are mighty God. We cannot fathom how wide you are, how long you are, how high you are. That's how physically you are. And also in the same way, how spiritual you are. There's no way we can conceive or imagine who he is. But we know one thing, you are mighty God, whom created the universe, who made the universe, who made the roads, who made the trees, who made the animals. There is nothing impossible with you. Is it a healing? You will heal it. Is it provision? You provide. Is it security? You provide. God, remember us. Remember mercy. Papa, I pray tonight. Remember mercy on me. Do not judge me according to my sins, but remember mercy. Thank you, Father. Thank you for hearing our prayer. We know one truth, that when we pray, you hear. And when you hear, you answer. Thank you for answering the prayer. For in Jesus' name I pray and believe. Amen.